So hi everyone, welcome to the next episode of the Bay Street Capital Holdings podcast titled How Do You Do It and Why Should I Care? This series aims to highlight women doing amazing work in various industries. So today we are so lucky to be joined by Anissa Hudak, who is owner and founder of the Trauma Healing Yoga Therapy Program in the United States. Hi Anissa, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me on. So let's start with a quick introduction, I guess. How did you do it and why should I care? How did I do it? Well, um, I didn't wake up one day and decide I'm going to do this. It's kind of a journey, kind of fell into it. Um, and why do you? Why should you care? Well, because it's, you know, really a f- having an effect on other women. And hopefully you'll never have a need for what I do. But if you do, it is here, which it wasn't be- here before. So I guess it leads me to ask my next question is what inspired you to start your company? Well, I had absolutely no aspirations of ever teaching yoga. I took a teacher training class just to kind of keep myself safe in doing my own practice. And within a month, I had like two job offers. So I was saying, hmm, I think the uh, universe is trying to tell me something here. So I started teaching and I had kind of caught the bug. So I started taking more classes and doing more teaching and more classes. And um, then I found myself in a series of classes that were geared for PTSD for warriors. That's actually the the name of the class, warriors. And it was all about um, for the veterans helping them with PTSD. At the time, my husband was active duty. We live right outside of Fort Riley, Kansas. Um, And, you know, we had so many units coming and going. I kind of live in the belly of the beast at the moment. So I said, all right, you know what? I'm going to take these classes. And I was about halfway through the first day. And I said, oh, crap. The first person I need to work on is myself before I can really help others. Um, At that point, I was a um, rape survivor and I had, um, you know, I thought I had a really good handle on my PTSD, but I hadn't realized it. It had crawled into the nicks and crannies of my life. It was holding me back in certain ways. The way I was reacting to certain things was because of my PTSD. And when I learned the real science behind it, I was like, doesn't does everybody know this? Because I didn't know this. And that's kind of what started the journey. And then about five years ago, I was raped again. And, you know, I really sat back and I, I said, okay, you know, what would I tell my client to do at this point with their PTSD? And I, you know, would take then the, the, the clinical hat off and I would um, put my hat back on and say, okay, so now I, this is what I need to go do for myself. So healing was a really different type of um, process than it was the first time I had been raped. And when I got to a certain point, I realized we as women don't have a place. You know, nobody wants to talk about it, even though it's been happening since the dawn of time. Where it's a very isolating kind of a situation, Um, but there's no place to talk about it. And when you look at other programs like AA or even Weight Watchers, they have this community aspect to it. We as women have nothing being sexual assault victims. And I was like, that's wrong. We need a place where we can come together. Not so much for us to even talk about what happened, just to be there with one another and say, girl, I got you. Mm. And that's really what inspired me to create this program. Um, 
yoga is a wonderful vehicle to get the, the trauma out of your body. It's not the only way, but it's a great vehicle. It's what most people can do, but it's all about the community. Mm. Wow, that is so powerful. And I'm so sorry that, you know, you went through what you went through, but I'm so glad that I guess in a weird way, this came out of it and you are helping other women. So I guess what were your best resources to help you, you know, starting your journey? You mentioned you went to a lot of yoga classes to begin with. I did a lot of teacher trainings. Um, and then I just started, I was like a sponge. I couldn't get enough. I was really absorbing a lot of what is PTSD and, you know, what is DBT and what is CBT and what does that do? And what is that EMDR? And, you know, all of these different things. Um, and then from the holistic side, you know, how do essential oils play into fact? How does certain music help? How does this help? You know, so all of these different things. And I just kind of took it all and made it into a program. So, you know, that way women don't have to take the time, the effort, the money, and try to do all this research. It's all together for them. Mm. Okay. Okay. So I see that you obviously had a lot of resources to hand, which is really great, but is there anything that sort of slipped through the cracks or any lessons that you wish you would have learned before, you know, starting your company and, um, you know, starting this amazing idea, I guess. Well, there's two different sides of it. You know, there is the, the art of it, the craft of it, what I do being on the mats with people and, you know, getting into the nooks and crannies of it, which I love. I love being on the mats with women. And then there's the other side of it, which is the accounting and the marketing and all of the crap <laughs> that you have to do as a business owner that has nothing to do with your craft. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I have a business degree, so I I've done marketing. I've had my own businesses before. I knew what I was getting myself into. doesn't mean I liked it, um, you know, but the buck stops here. And I guess if there's any one thing that's really held me back is probably, you know, that little voice inside my head that says, nobody's going to want it this. Nobody's going to want to be on a mat with you for this. Nobody's, you know, you're, you're chasing your tail here. Nobody wants this. Nobody needs this. Mm. I guess, how did you get over that? You know, that sort of imposter syndrome or that voice in your head saying that nobody would need it. Um, so every day I tell it to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that's one way for sure. That's really about it. Some days it talks and screams louder. Um, other days, you know, it sits quietly in the corner. Um, it is probably my biggest nemesis. It's probably what holds me back the most. Some days it wins, some days it doesn't. But, but I, I, keep guess, I guess it gets quieter when it sees people lining up for your classes and, you know, coming in. Yeah. And, you know, when I'm on the mats with women and I see somebody make a shift and you can see it, you can see it in their body, you can see it in their face, you can just see the shift. And it doesn't matter all of the accounting and marketing and, you know, all of the research and everything, it, it all melts away. And in that, moment it's just so priceless and it's so beautiful that's what it's all about mm. what another woman make that shift whatever it is for her however small or big or whatever 
just her making that shift, it makes it all worthwhile. So powerful. And I'm, um, I'm curious to ask, in the whole span of your career, what would you say your biggest failure is and what did you learn from it? <laughs> What's my biggest failure? Yeah. Um, failure. Um, I have a fear of failure. And um, I hate to fail. I'm a perfectionist. And if it's not perfect, I wouldn't go forward with it. Mm. And what I've learned is that failure is how you learn. And so I've had to allow myself to fail. And I think as women, we like to be perfectionists. Mm. And I think that holds a lot of us back. Um, And so, yeah, my fear of failure was my biggest failure. And having to allow myself to fail, that's been hard. Well, I hope that you've learned from it. And obviously, this fear of failure can manifest itself in other ways. And perhaps you can learn from your mistakes, I guess. I hope. We shall see. But Mm -hmm. I guess, um, what is one piece of advice you would give to somebody who is willing to sort of join the entrepreneurship industry more than anything because you obviously started your own company? Um, Have a solid idea. Mm. Do your business plan. Do your research. And then get an attorney. (laughs) Most important bit getting an attorney is that, speaking from experience, well, I used to be a paralegal. That's oh, I started okay. off way back when as a paralegal. And so I understand the, the legalities of it. And because I had that background, I didn't need to necessarily hire an attorney, but I also knew when to hire an attorney. Mm-hmm. And so I would say for anybody starting out, if you don't have any legal background whatsoever, you know, get your flush out your idea, get your business plan set, and then hire an attorney. Because so you want to um from a legal standpoint, you want to keep yourself safe, your family safe, and your customers safe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Very solid, very valid advice for any industry, to be completely honest. Yeah, but as an entrepreneur, it's really important because, you know, you might think that that's the one thing that you can kind of skate by with, and mm. it's really not. No, I completely understandable. And then next question would be sort of what is one common myth about your industry or your field that you would like to debunk? Um, <laughs> so I have done yoga with um, veterans. You know, I've had these big, I'm sorry, I have this one fly flying around me. It's driving me batty. I'm so sorry. Yeah killing me um so I've done yoga with veterans big burly guys you know and they come in and and they say um oh we're gonna do some yoga you know it's all girly stuff so we're gonna stretch a little and then we're gonna take a nap and you know and um and then I get them into the class now my class is very different than a fitness-based class And so I get them into this class and I get them moving and I'm talking to them. I talk the whole time. And before they know it, it is time for them to take this nap, uh, final relaxation, which we call Shavasana. And they, after the class, they come up to me and they say, "Uh, ma'am, that wasn't what I expected it to be. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Uh, I feel really good. Good, you're supposed to. I'll see you next week, ma'am. 
And so, you know, here were these guys who were starting to come back week after week, and then they would start to bring their buddies. Dude, you got to try this. It's not like anything you think about. Try this. Um, I also had the opportunity to actually do a fitness-based class for the um, Kansas State University football team. Wow, what an opportunity. Yes, and they came in and they had the same attitude. Oh, we're going to stretch a little and then we're going to take a nap. And, you know, this is a girly stuff. And are we doing ballet? And, you know, they were just being jerks. And I was like, all right. And then this was fitness-based. I said, um, so you guys don't think you're going to get a workout, right? <laughs> How can we possibly? Quite frankly, I kicked their asses. There were only a few of them standing by the end of the class. Oh, wow. Some of them were literally on the floor. I thought two of them were going to puke. <laughs> and they looked at me and they said, we don't, even in pads, we don't work out like this. Oh, really? This is my everyday class. I didn't do anything more than I would have. <laughs> they were just like, what? That's crazy. And but so, I'm yeah, I'm glad you're sort of changing people's perspectives with your classes. Exactly. You know, the especially with the guys, um, women are a little bit more open minded to it. But the guys, you know, they they poo poo it and then they come in and they're like, oh, my goodness. So it's really been fun. Um my therapy classes, like I said, are very different than fitness-based classes. And so when people come in, they they kind of had a set idea of what it's going to be like. And afterwards, they're even the women are kind of like, wow, this is really different. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So changing perspectives of, you know, what yoga is and what yoga therapy is. So it's been really fun. That's I really love skeptics. I love the skeptics. <laughs> yeah, so it keeps your job fun and also very entertaining, I'm sure. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so I'm sure you're very busy, obviously, because it's your own business. But what have you read or listened to recently that's really inspired you? Oh, so I, um, you know, along with my own PTSD, I see a therapist. And my therapist recently had me read The Gift of Fear. and. I will tell you that any woman who is listening, you must read this book, The Gift of Fear. It is absolutely amazing. And it's really transformed the way I move in society. Mm. Well, I guess everyone's going to pick up the book to see what it's about. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil it, um, but it's definitely worthwhile. Every woman should read it. Awesome. No, thank you for that recommendation. And who are sort of three people in your life who have inspired you or influenced you the most? Ooh. I would have to say my children, because without them, I probably could have just laid down and died. Um, having them, that was not an option. That that made it, it just, it was not an option. Um women who are like me, who need what I do just as much as I needed it. Um, you know, every day I, I get a message from a woman who says, you know, thank you. And I'm so blessed. 
it's not that it's stroking my ego. It's just inspiring me to keep on going and to keep moving forward. Um, because I know that it is actually helping people. Um, I would say that that's probably where I get most of my inspiration from those two areas. Awesome. And then finally, in the span of your whole life, what is one piece of advice that you wish you gave yourself? Um, probably just to go for it. Don't be afraid to fail. Nothing mm -hmm. has to be perfect to move forward with. Um, like I said, I really struggled with that. I still struggle with it. And um, it, it's okay to make a mistake. You're allowed. You don't have to be perfect. Great. What a lovely final thought to finish on. Thank you so much, Anissa, for taking the time to speak with me today. It was wonderful to hear about your company and to hear about Thank the amazing you. work that you're doing. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Bye. Bye.